Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Welcome here. Or Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Welcome here to the Steve Day Show. I am here uh, at Blaze HQ in Dallas. And yesterday, I want to tell you really quick uh, a couple of, uh, of things that uh, I think you're going to find interesting. Um, first of all, I, I got called away at the last minute. I didn't get a chance to listen to yesterday's show yet. So Todd and Aaron, I'm not sure how much you told the audience about where I was yesterday because I hope people did not freak out when you came on and I, I dawned on me. <laughs> you know, truthfully, I'm kind of we glad... We give people a heads up, they might lose. Truthfully, I'm, I'm kind of glad you didn't actually really give us too many details because I had a few people ask me, hey, where was Steve? And I'm like, I know he's in Dallas. I don't really know that much else. I just know that he's fine. He's good emotionally, spiritually, blah, 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 blah. But uh, yeah, no, we didn't say much at all. All right, because it, it dawned on me yesterday afternoon during... Uh, the lunch hour of where I was yesterday, you know, I bet people are, there might be some people freaking out thinking, oh no, not again. So I, maybe we should have maybe given more of a heads up than I thought, but uh, I got invited very last minute. I mean, literally last minute. We were heading into the weekend uh, last week. Uh, I got invited to come down here to Dallas for a very important ministry meeting. Uh, with uh, a group of uh, of Christian leaders from around the country to discuss uh, what's currently happening in the culture and and kind of the future of the country and the church in the country. And uh, I don't typically get invited to these kinds of meetings. My buddy Bob Vanderplatz does. And so I was just dang curious that I got an invite this time, and he didn't. Um, and... Uh, and after discussing it with uh, several people, including Bob, made the decision that uh, should try to rearrange my schedule, which would mean rearranging Todd and Aaron's schedules. I know a lot of you ask, why don't you guys have them when if Steve is off, why don't you have them do the show in your stead? Well, they deserve some time off, too, number one. But number two, though, just so you guys know, I, I've told you before, I'm not a con- I'm not an employee of the blaze. So the, the, the way it works, I own the show. I am contractually obligated to perform um, a certain amount of shows per year uh, that it allow us uh, to include the live reads for the advertisers that make all of this possible for you. And and so it, it doesn't count if I don't do the live reads. And that's why. So number one, they get time off, too. They deserve it, too. But number two, that's the other reason why, for those of you wondering why we we do it this way. Uh, but because um, I've gotten that question a lot. But right heading into the weekend, I got invited to this thing. And after just talking to a few people whose opinions uh, I trust, uh, they thought it was important. Um, for me to be there and that meant rearranging a lot of things at the last minute for me to go Um, and it just so happened that it was here in Dallas so it's a pretty easy flight back and forth to Des Moines it allowed me before I flew back home later today to come in today uh, at the facility and do the show from here so everything's good I'm feeling great Um, there's a lot about this meeting I'd like to tell you I'm not sure how much I can I will say though that later this year you will hear an evergreen episode that we'll record. Um, there were several things. I mean, anybody who knows me well knows I don't take notes. You know, I kind of uh, trust in the prodigious uh, memory bank that the Lord gave me, and I'm lazy. Uh, but uh, uh, in this case, I thought there were some seriously profound things being said and uh, at this meeting. And so I actually took wrote some of them down 
that wouldn't reveal everybody else that was there because I'm not sure I have the permission to do that. And later this year, we will do an evergreen on those notes and the things that I heard at this meeting and uh, said by some people that uh, a lot of you would know. And um, and we'll discuss them and what we think they they mean for the future of the country. So it was it was productive for me uh, to be at that meeting. So apologize if I freaked anybody out. Oh, no, not again. Okay, I mean, when uh, our president, Gaston Mooney, heard I was coming down here for this ministry meeting, all he texted back was, don't get sick again. (laughs) All right. So tough but fair. I felt all that pressure. Yes, tough but fair. So, no, I'm I'm feeling great. So if this wasn't a unique situation, there's no way, given everything else that's gone on, I would have done this at the last minute. But I I think knowing what went on at that meeting now, all of you listening are glad that I was there for that. All right. And you'll hear more about that in an evergreen episode later this year. Uh, The other big announcement I wanted to make, if you guys weren't aware already, is the blaze that's making its foray into original entertainment. Uh, And it begins tomorrow, May 4th. Uh, The movie is called Reopening. It's kind of a Aaron, you've seen this, right? Uh, I have a chance to talk about it on Pop Culture Tuesday. It's kind of it. That okay. So it, it just looked looking at the trailer. It looked interesting to me, almost like a waiting for Guffman kind of mockumentary about a local playhouse and people taking themselves too seriously over COVID. Is that kind of the gist of yeah. what goes on from what you saw? Yeah, it's like The Office meets Waiting for Guffman with a side of COVIDiacy. It's hilarious. Yes, Miller yes. and I there love was, it. There was quite a. There was quite a bit of that in the trailer when I watched it. It debuts right here on Blaze TV tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can tune in if you're a Blaze TV subscriber for the premiere of Reopening. They'll be streaming a a live pre-show on YouTube and Facebook with members of the cast as well. And the movie itself available exclusively for subscribers here on Blaze TV. If you want to become one so you don't miss this movie, uh, go to blazetv.com slash reopening. Get $20 off your Blaze TV subscription. That's blazetv.com slash reopening. All right, coming up on the show today, the return of the prophet of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz will join us uh, next hour. We're going to play a full hour of buy, sell, or hold, so we always look forward to that. That's coming up at the bottom of this hour. But before we get all of that going, let's begin as we always do with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by the Tucker Tapes. Fox News apparently kept some sort of oppo research file on one of their employees, Tucker Carlson, and are now releasing hot mic footage of their former host to the left-wing hall monitors at Media Matters. Unfortunately, however, it just makes Tucker Carlson look super cool. Well, I feel great. You know, I I can never assess my appearance. I wait for my postmenopausal fans to weigh in on that. My IFB. What? They want to control me from afar? Okay, I'm putting the leash on. You you can... (laughs) Fuck it, we'll do it live! I got you, baby. I thought his girlfriend was kind of yummy. Just kidding, just kidding, in case this is being pulled off the bird. Yeah, the bird. Hey, media matters for America. Go f*** yourself. That's the first thing I want to say tonight. Second thing is, totally kidding, I don't even know what his girlfriend looks like. And if I did, I would not find her yummy. 
In addition, Fox leaked the following text from Tucker Carlson that was procured during the Dominion lawsuit in which Tucker says on January 7th of 2021, quote, a couple weeks ago, I was watching a video of people fighting on the street in Washington. A group of Trump guys surrounded an Antifa kid and started pounding the living bleep out of him. It was three against one, at least. Jumping a guy like that is dishonorable, obviously. It's not how white men fight. Yet suddenly, I found myself rooting for the mob against the man, hoping they'd hit him harder, kill him. I really wanted them to hurt the kid. I could taste it. Then somewhere deep in my brain, an alarm went off. This isn't good for me. I'm becoming something I don't want to be. The Antifa creep is a human being. Much as I despise what he says and does, much as I'm sure that I'd hate him personally if I knew him, I shouldn't gloat over his suffering. I should be bothered by it. I should remember that somewhere somebody probably loves this kid and would be crushed if he was killed. If I don't care about those things, if I reduce people to their politics, how am I better than he is? Yes, Fox News thought that would make Carlson look bad. A huge win for the state of Utah thanks to Pornhub. Some of the Internet's biggest adult websites, including Pornhub, are now blocking access to Utah users over a new age verification law that takes effect today. Instead of seeing smut online, users attempting to see that smut are shown a message expressing opposition to Senate Bill 287, the Utah law signed by Governor Spencer Cox in March, that creates liability for porn sites that make their content available to people under the age of 18. Meanwhile, in Pennsylvania, the Saucon Valley School District must allow the satanic Temple to use school facilities for its after-school Satan Club as courts continue to examine a civil rights lawsuit filed by the ACLU of Pennsylvania in late March. This is all according to a Monday ruling from a federal judge. The ruling follows a lawsuit which alleged the school district allowed the club to use the facilities but later rescinded permission, citing a policy requiring that use of such facilities should not interfere with the educational program of the schools. This is the newest recruiter for the U.S. Navy. This human being describes himself as a non-binary drag queen and has been hired by the U.S. Navy as a digital ambassador in an effort to recruit people. In Texas, LGBT groomers attempted to stage an insurrection in the state house and disrupted deliberation over a bill that would ban chemical castration and meatball surgery for minors. Donald Trump says in a video posted to Truth Social, he'll seize the endowments of universities if he's reelected. Furthermore, I will direct the Department of Justice to pursue federal civil rights cases against schools that continue to engage in racial discrimination and schools that persist in explicit unlawful discrimination under the guise of equity will not only have their endowments taxed, but through budget reconciliation, I will advance a measure to have them fined up to the entire amount of their endowment. A portion of the seized funds will then be used as restitution for victims of these illegal and unjust policies, policies that hurt our country so badly. Colleges have gotten hundreds of billions of dollars from hardworking taxpayers, and now we are going to get this anti-American insanity out of our institutions once and for all. We are going to have real education in America. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed another bill yesterday, a bill that targets woke corporate policies. Finally, um, the prohibition on social credit scores. Uh, we don't want any banking or lending practices uh, to be uh, imposing an ideological litmus test on your ability to get a loan, a line of credit, or even a bank account. And they will use this if they're allowed to do this. 
and you see it what they do in China, and so if you behave a certain way or if you're involved in certain things, you could get negatively impacted on just basic economic determinations. And so that's really perverting what a market economy is all about. It makes it more difficult for people to be able to do what they believe, and we just think it's fundamentally wrong. The left-wing digital publication Vice is preparing for bankruptcy. The company, created in the mid-1990s, has been a mainstay of left-wing political and cultural news. On that note, and finally, an oldie but a goodie from comedian Ryan Long. Monday morning, I woke up to the news that I'm being let go from my position at Vice Magazine. And this comes after years of dedicating my life to writing articles like A Woman's Guide to Tucking in Your D Yes, there are trans animals. Why some men choose to remove their penis. The Kim Oji app doesn't work for Grindr. And a modest take on why men terrorize women with poop. And then I find out via email that I'm being let go because my articles aren't generating revenue. Hi, New York Times, Mark Diamond here. Just calling to see if you got a chance to check out my resume. I have thousands of articles that are never gonna see the light of day. Yes, no, I know you told me to stop calling, but I had an idea for a new article about canceling the Easter Bunny. Articles like 10 dildos are better than one and your boyfriend's racist if he won't sit on them. Lesbians should become trans men because most of them don't even have to change anything. My boomer dad isn't even gay. You know, journalism is supposed to be about normalizing weird removing people's accountability, and most importantly, writing the same article over and over again. Why this 27-year-old barista is drinking piss to combat Islamophobia. I had plans to write an article about how women are better at football, women are better at fathering, and women have nicer hogs than men. Fight the patriarchy by having sex with an entire bar staff and then crying about it. And that's what happened while we were away. <laughs> I love that video every time I see it. Ten dildos are better than one. I would get <laughs> your boyfriend's yeah. racist if he won't sit on one. My, my boomer dad's not even gay. That is tremendous. He it's not even parody. He really it's not even parody. We need to have him anchor a nightly newscast. I, yes. That would be yeah, revolutionary. That, that's just, that is absolute 110,000 proof percent tremendousness. That's incredible. Thank you for resetting that, Aaron. That made my morning. Uh, this uh, montage brought to you by our friends over at Eden Pure. Their BOGO is back, right? So this has been one of our uh, partners that came in last year that we have just gotten a tremendous amount of positive feedback about the thunderstorm air purifier from Eden Pure. And uh, so many of you, whether it's sweaty kids or musky odors, uh, whether it's smoke in the home, uh, you guys have just found this thing to be an air saver and it's because it doesn't freshen air it destroys the bad stuff in your air that and that's where the fresh air comes from and so with the bogo sale as many units as you buy you get as well for free so you've got you want to you've got a, a home and then maybe a, another place that maybe out you know a cabin or something somewhere you want to deck them both out you buy two you get two free buy three get three free buy one get one free you can't beat it um and find out why they have sold hundreds of thousands of these and and so many five-star reviews when you go to EdenPureDeals.com, take advantage of the BOGO at EdenPureDeals.com. Now, you're going to need the discount code STEVE to get that BOGO offer, and they'll throw in free shipping as well. Uh, discount code STEVE at EdenPureDeals.com. Shipping is free. Discount code STEVE. All right, let's get to what's in, what's in the montage. And I want to start looking, looking at things. I think there are... There are three things. Well, actually, I could I could apply a biblical worldview to everything in Aaron's montage today, but let, let's let's start with three for sure. Um, let's start with Trump saying he wants to seize 
the endowments of these universities. 10,000% agree. This is Romans 13. Now, we can have a debate. If you want to say to me, well, Stevie was president for four years, even had an all-Republican Congress for the first couple of years, why didn't they do any of this stuff? I mean, those are questions he'll have to answer in a primary. All right? And that's why we have campaigns. And when those questions come up, if they do, we'll analyze those answers. Just, but looking at this biblically, that's, a, that's an absolute, in my view, righteous, proper application of Romans 13. What is the proper role of government? This, this is, the, is the bringing the sword of righteousness, or in another translation, to be an avenging angel. God institutes and permits governments on earth to be an avenging angel. To bring the sword of righteousness against evildoers. What these universities are teaching is evil. Flat out, straight up, racist, divisive, pagan. There's, when you, when, when you look at the ideology and philosophy being, te- being taught, there's, there's nothing righteous happening there. It's not even an open forum. I mean, if we want to say, hey, yeah, those things come to bear in the classroom, but it's part of an open forum and a free exchange of ideas. And I don't think just because you don't like some of the ideas being exchanged, remember, it ain't no fun when the rabbits got the gun. You want to set that precedent? I get that argument. We're not doing that. You're getting the worst of both worlds. You're getting pure, straight up, unfiltered, right from the tip demonic indoctrination and then no free exchange of ideas these are these are literally indoctrination centers they're they're marxist struggle section sessions and re-education camps dressed up with ivied walls straight up smash them into a thousand pieces again you want to look at from a campaign perspective and say i you know the guy was president before. Why didn't we do these things? Fine. I, I, you can have that conversation, and those conversations will be had over the course of a campaign. I am just looking at this suggestion purely through a biblical lens, and I'm all for it. Because I think it lines up exactly with what the proper role of government is. To protect the righteous by punishing evil. Gentlemen, you have a thought on that before we move on? Uh, well, I'm certainly good. With, this is something that Trump, what drove people nuts about him is, is Trump doing the things that nobody thought anybody would, the enemy thought nobody would ever do. So it's just this perpetual motion machine. But when Trump threw things off balance, we were, we used to talk about with, uh, uh, tariffs and everything like that. But he just was, mm-hmm. he would go there in ways it, that's what ended up driving the Chinese nuts. I'm convinced of it. So outside of the biblical application, there's the tactical application. We, we, we are not prepared as a movement because, well, we have no movement, A, but if we, to the degree we have one at all, we're not nimble enough in these circumstances. We are very, very predictable, and this would be an utterly predictable action that would make people, I don't know how they would react, but they would have to react in a different way in the past. Yeah, yeah this is the only path forward, really. This is the only path forward in terms of higher education. 
I mean, you, if you want to triple the means of production of uh, the the cultural revolution that is being attempted here in America, if you want to do the uh, inverse of the long march through the institutions, the first step is seizing the endowments. Really, that's the only first step. And uh, in, in fact, he wants to do this, he mentioned, he wants to do this through budget reconciliation, which means that kind of removes some obstacles from actually accomplishing this, which shows he actually has a plan. He's not just saying this, which is really encouraging. So, yeah, this is the only way forward. And I'm glad, I'm glad this is, again, as much as he frustrates the hell out of me, just at, at a generational level. This is where Donald Trump, if you love him or hate him, he, at the very least, will do this on occasion, inject things like this into the Overton window. Things that we would have never, never gotten out of a John McCain or a Mitt Romney or George W. Bush for that matter. And that, I think, in and of itself, if there is anything left to save of America, that is valuable. The Tucker Tapes. It is mind-numbing for Fox News to think that leaking the stuff that Aaron just showed you. First of all, if you, don't, if you guys don't know who Media, Media Matters was started by David Brock many years ago. David Brock was one of the original grifters on the right. Uh, he had written, I think, uh, some columns or even a, a book or two in the early 90s about the Clintons and their shady deals. And grew to some celebrity back in the day. So this would have been right around the time, right before Aaron was born, right around the time he was born. You might not even remember the original incarnation of David Brock, Todd. But this is how he got started. And then decided he liked to have sex with guys, uh, became a Democrat uh, and hard leftist, and uh, started Media Matters. Media Matters is basically a hive. They're... In, in this world of left of, of hard left um, media watchdog, uh, the plankton or like the algae is right wing watch, right? Like those are guys that um, won't e- mom won't even let them stay in the basement. All right, that that's how low grade how low grade low T they are. They mom won't even let them stay in the basement. They're the algae of this ecosystem. And then Media Matters is like the plankton. Where you're a pitiful enough figure, mom will let you stay. And she thinks maybe you're just not a sociopath, and so she doesn't have to watch her back at night. And so Media Matters is basically a fleet of mom's basement dwellers that actually help us promote on the right the stuff we actually say. Um, I don't know how else to put it. I mean, that's kind of what they do like hey thanks for helping us get the word out appreciate it all right and it was started by this guy named david brock i mean fox news is slumming here like there's the there's the there's the high class call girl that's 20 grand a night right that basically you've got to see you know her clients are like movie stars and ceos and then there's like you know the street hooker who's just doing this for crack with a pack of Newport lights and like really splotchy green eyeliner on a street corner, that's media matters. Yeah, I mean, basically, this is like the scene in the of the in Ozark, all right, where Jason Bateman pulls up under the underpass to get you know a streetwalker to tell him nice things. 
That's that's basically what media matters is. That that's how desperate Fox was to smear Tucker Carlson. Is they they had to go that low. They had to slum dog millionaire this thing. Then when it blew up in their face yesterday and they got incessantly mocked for it, they decided, you know what, you're right. Let, let's try a more <clears throat> venerable uh, publication like the New York Times. I don't understand how any of this content at all would ruin Tucker's reputation with anybody in his audience. If anything, they don't care. They don't, they're, they're not even aware because it happened at Media Matters and the New York Times. They're not paying attention to it. And the few that are probably thought, oh, probably just pretty much just talks like me and everybody else does in private. So what's the deal? Here's the deal. They hate you. They've always hated you. This has, this has long ago been controlled opposition. Fox censors the right every bit as much as the other side does, just in a different way. They view themselves as they alone are the gatekeeper of what is safe for consumption on the right. If you want to know why some issues and some people and some, and, and some of the things you care about don't ever get discussed anymore, like I promise you, the Dominion story is dead now. Dead, dead, dead. Dead as Epstein. After Fox cut him a billion dollar check. Because much of the right has been governed for decades by, will this play on Fox? Will this get me on Fox? Will this get me kicked off of Fox? I defy you, if you look at where our podcast ranks, you go find anybody else with a listenership our size who has been on Fox News primetime less than I have. In my whole career, I've been on three times, and all three times Tucker Carlson invited me. Nobody else has. I used to lament that. I don't anymore. I realize now that was, a, that was God's gift to me, to, not, to keep me away from that ecosystem. Bad company corrupts good character. The work that you guys appreciate that we did on COVID the last few years, if I was at any point in the Fox ecosystem, no way we go for broke on that story the way that we did before. I just, I'd like to think that I would, but I'm human like everybody else. I'd have been late to the party. At best, I would have pushed some of the buttons that Laura Ingram did, maybe. They are controlled opposition. They think you're crazy every bit as much as the uh, other media does. And so here comes Tucker Carlson, who's not doing Sean Hannity with Caitlyn Jenner, Bruce Jenner every night on how the Democrats are the real transphobes. But talking about the stuff you care about and from angles you care about. Maybe you agree, maybe you don't, but he's at least challenging conventional wisdoms. Now he starts talking about spiritual warfare and admits that the media promoted a jab that's toxic and doesn't work. And they pulled the plug. They pulled the plug on him because they pulled the plug on you. Fox News is a perfect embodiment of the Republican Party. You're a booty call to them. Show up and vote. Show up and watch. We, all, we, all we want is the 70-year-old Paul Mall smoking grandmother to watch Sean Hannity to see if he finally finds out who killed Mark Rich tonight. And, we'll put, and Lindsey Graham will get to the bottom of it. And they'll cash your check, but don't you dare want anything more. Don't you dare want anything in return. This is not a relationship. You're a booty call to them and the Republican Party. And this is, this is the biblical principle of being unevenly yoked to a T. We get sabotaged all the time on the right because we're unequally yoked everywhere, almost everywhere on the right. The people writing the, most of the checks around here hate us. The pinnacle platform on our side hates us. Most of the people we vote for hate us. I saw Ditch McConnell looking very sickly yesterday, by the way. 
Does he just wear the freaking Ukraine flag to work every day? I get it. East of Eden, some things we have to do transactionally. We just can't avoid it. You, your car needs a new transmission. You can't promise yourself that everybody who's good at that job is a, is, has, is a spirit-filled believer. I get that. But understand, long-term, it is, transactionalism is never, never is a tough word, but I'm going to use it. It is never, according to the word, it is never a basis for a long-term or any form of intimate relationship or partnership. Sooner or later, the fork in the road of you are willing to push through with convictions that the other party is not will be met. And then they will betray you every time. And Fox is demonstrating. Fox is living out the principle of what Paul means about being unevenly yoked. They're giving you a live unintended exegesis right now. They're doing things that are hurting only themselves because they want to communicate their disdain for you. They don't have to go to Media Matters. They don't have to go to the New York Times. They don't have to mention Tucker Carlson's name ever again. Just put somebody in his place, move on, suffer a half million or a million fewer viewers. You'll still have the largest platform and still make gazillions of dollars and just move on and can keep lying to your audience, but they don't want to lie to you anymore. You've pushed them too far the last few years. You've made too many demands for truth from them the last few years. So the Murdochs want you to know now. They need you to know we hate you. And we're going to rub your friggin' noses in it. That's what happens when you get unevenly yoked. It is not the basis for any form of a long-term partnership or relationship. Gentlemen, have a quick thought on that. Yes, I do. Um, I, I, I think this actually plays into the uh, BuzzFeed news story and the uh, shutdown of Vice. And I don't think I have enough time to make this point. Do you mind if I make it when we come back, Steve? Yes, because there's one more point in your montage I wanted to make as well. So we will do that here in just a matter of moments when we come back. Stay tuned. You've heard me talking about the amazing Extreme Altitude Wines from Bonner Private Wines, one of Todd's personal favorites. Uh, You've heard me talking about them for years now. Unlike any red wine you've ever tasted grown at 9,000 feet of altitude, Malbec grapes in vineyards from families going on a second century of doing this the old-fashioned way, Um, and they can be difficult to get on your own. Uh, That's why you have to get them through Bonner Wines, and they've made the offer for you to get them even better. If you visit bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve, you'll not only get wine for the wine itself for over 50% off plus free shipping, that's for three bottles, but then they throw in a bonus bottle of small batch limited production wine from their exclusive wine cellar as well. So that's four bottles now, half off for the price of three. And on top of that, um, the shipping is free as well. I mean, you you absolutely cannot beat that with our friends over at Bonner Private Wines. So go to Bonner Private Wines, B-O-N-N-E-R, BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. You don't trust me, trust Todd. BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. 
All right. want to finish up some of the stuff we were discussing from Aaron's montage before we get to buy, sell, or hold. And I was making the point of Fox continuing to try to smear Tucker with stuff that doesn't smear him and at places that couldn't possibly smear him with his own audience anyway because they don't trust any of the places that Fox is leaking this stuff to. So why are they doing it? It's disdain. It's personal. Uh, He's a proxy for us. And the last few years from voter election fraud pushing back on every COVID narrative, every Russian collusion narrative. Um, you, uh, you, we made, well, you made, cause I don't watch the channel. All I ever see of Fox is Tucker's monologues and interview clips on Twitter. Um, but you guys who do, you pushed the channel too much the last few years and made Rupert Murdoch uh, cut a billion dollar check, or at least that's his view of it anyway. And so it's personal now. So he, he wanted to, he, he needed you to know he's in charge, not you. So he ran your champion. And he still wants you to know now, in case you don't want to accept that I'm in charge, I am, not you. And I need you to know, I need you to know it so bad, I will openly communicate to you to my own detriment financially. I mean, they lost a billion dollars in stock value last week. So to my own detriment financially, I desperately need you to know, in case you didn't get the message already, I hate you. That's what Murdoch is doing. And this is a classic biblical exegetical study in the principle of being unevenly yoked. We're unevenly yoked throughout the right. We are aligned with people who don't agree with us, hate us, um, are willing to use us. Sometimes in this life, you have to, you have to, you can't be with the one you love, honey. You got to love the one you're with. Sometimes you do. All right. We're east of Eden here. But understand that is never the basis for any long-term or intimate relationship is a misalignment of values. How can two walk arm in arm unless they see eye to eye? Now, Aaron, you wanted to comment on that. Go ahead. So a couple of weeks ago, BuzzFeed News shut down. They shut down. And that's, I mean, that that was one of the places. Now, not BuzzFeed, the website, but BuzzFeed News. That's one of the main news sources for my generation, along with, you know, the Daily Show uh, or what it once was anyway. Vice Media now filing for bankruptcy. They have an even longer track record. Tim Poole, I believe, got his start working for Vice, produced some, you know, they, they had some interesting content. But overall, their whole mission was basically a left wing bent and a view on the world. Both those outlets are now going away. And yeah, there are, fi- I mean, Vice has gone through financial difficulties in the past. But the real reason why these leftist online digital outlets are going away, I believe anyway, is because there's just redundancies. Even when I was growing up as a child, the mainstream legacy media had to, or at least chose to feign, some sort of objectivity. Because they were the sole arbiters of the narrative of the only Overton window. Mm -hmm. With the advent of social media and the internet, it allowed these digital platforms to come up from the left and completely break that Overton window. And instead of maintaining some sort of fake objectivity in order to remain relevant outlets, mainstream outlets like New York Times, the all of the major uh, broadcast news providers, they then had to shift to the left and become what Vice, BuzzFeed News, and some of these other uh, uh, digital left-wing media outlets become, have become. And so now there's just no point. There's just, they're just redundancies because they successfully, from the left, shattered the mainstream media's Overton window. What you're seeing, though, on the right is Rupert Murdoch, because he's just in his heart. By his nature, he's just the same as those leftists. He's saying, I will not allow the same thing to happen on the right. So I think these stories actually kind of go hand in hand. Yes, they have the same worldview. Now, he won't extend his to the level of radicalism that they do, but they begin from the same premise. And again, no man rises above 
his own worldview. Todd, did you want to comment on this really quick before I move on to the third point I wanted to make from Aaron's montage? It's just such stupidly juvenile Orwellianism. Like, what's what? What are we supposed to gather from this? We're we're always watching you. We're always rolling tape. Never step out of the line. We'll get you sooner or later. That's it. Hail Hydra! I. Good grief! We're we're cooked. Speaking of we're cooked, the video from the U.S. Navy with the uh, perv queen groomer in the recruitment video. I've gotten a lot of comment about that personally uh, and and publicly over the last 24 hours. And our very own CEO, Tyler, uh, Tyler Carden, put out a tweet yesterday that just, you know, fire everyone, basically. <laughs> what I've, kind of stuff I've said in the past, I've just had it. Fire everyone now. All right. And I, there's a lot of talk about what are they thinking in, in Beijing when they see this video? What are they thinking in Moscow, Pyongyang, when they see this video? Those are all very valid points. And um, very concerning ones. Let me bring you, though, an even more concerning point. As we renew our emphasis on a biblical worldview here. What is the God from whom our rights come from think when he sees that video do not fear the one that can destroy the body fear the one that can destroy the body and cast the soul into hell Jesus said that by the way you're hippie Jesus those are his words I mean You've got all these patriotic songs. God shed his grace on me. Our rights come from God. I just have a question and I don't, I don't I'm just ponder it. What about the character of God revealed in his word would make you think that he would be supportive and protective of a country that advertises that at a fundamental level. Because I don't see it. And maybe you have a different Bible than me, but I, I don't see it. So my, my suggestion would be be even more afraid of of that yes be aware and concerned of what they think of that when they see those videos in Pyongyang Beijing Moscow Tehran be very concerned be very afraid when they see those videos in heaven be afraid of that let's get to buy sell or hold one of our favorite segments each week. Aaron, with a little help from his friends, brings forth a series of postulations, predictions, prophecies, um, collages, lists on various and a plethora of topics for Todd and I to consider. They are submitted from usually from all of you. Todd and I will decide, are we going to buy that? Or are we going to sell that? And if you decide to hold, if at any point, then understand you have punked out. You have violated the dude code which is very precious here. And as a result, 
um, your phone number will be given to Lindsey Graham and he'll be calling you like he is calling my buddy Bob Vanderplatz the last few months. One of my greatest prayers about awesome. your hospital epiphany was that this <laughs> yeah. would go the way of the dodo, but if we actually, <laughs> we actually, we, we actually have an epiphany. Uh, not, we actually have a submission regarding that very thought, Todd, uh, coming up a little bit later on. But we will begin with when howitzers fly, who says the best line in Nefarious was "That's why you're losing." Finally, got to see it today. Fantastic movie. I would buy if that. you are a believer, if you're a believer, you buy that. So the entire film, as I've said before, is a provocation. The whole film is every minute of it is a provoking from the opening scene that doesn't really do much to feed the plot. We just wanted to send a message right from the beginning. This ain't your this ain't your Nan Pops Christian movie. OK, so buckle up. The whole movie is a provoking most of the movie, I'd say 70% of the movie is the provoking of the unbeliever. The other 30%, though, absolutely provokes the believer, including very much so that particular line. So if you're a believer, I'll buy that. Todd? I will buy that because you can't go wrong with that, but it, tied with that for my money is that's my boy. It's just <laughs> perfection. Pastor Andy Thomas. Which that provokes... <laughs> That provokes the unbeliever, yeah. by the way. My bad, Aaron. Go ahead. Oh, you're fine. Pastor Andy Thomas says when Governor Ron DeSantis announces his candidacy, he'll increase more in the polls and have more big name endorsements than Trump in a very short time. I think he'll certainly increase in the polls. Let me let me just because he'll be out there more and recognized as a candidate. I, I, I will say this about the meeting I was at yesterday. There was very little of it. Blessedly about this presidential election much of 90 percent of this conversation the whole day yesterday was about higher spiritual matters of where we're at in this culture and where this country is headed without revival 90 percent of what we talked about was various forms of revival 10 percent of it was about the presidential election of course I'm the only person in that room that lives in the first in the nation caucus state so part of that conversation ends up getting geared towards me and I'll tell you guys what I said to this austere group of Christian leaders yesterday. If you picked any city or town in Iowa, I can't speak for New Hampshire, never been there. I don't live there. I don't know. I do know this state pretty well, though. If, if you went to any city or town in Iowa, started knocking on doors and asked them, hey, what do you think of the Trump DeSantis Twitter dispute? The two answers you would get almost every time are, I, didn't, I wasn't aware there was one, or I don't even have a Twitter account. This process hasn't even started here, guys. It just hasn't even started here yet. And, and here's why that matters. If you don't, and I said this to the group yesterday, I just looked at these Christian leaders and I said this right to their faces, gently, but I told them, your opinion's irrelevant. I'm the only person in this room that is going to vote Anybody live in New Hampshire? No. I'm the only person in this room that's going to vote in this process in the next nine months. I'm the only person in this room that has the ability to directly influence the process in the next nine months because of where I live. That doesn't mean you guys don't have influence, and there are many of you in this room that have more influence than I do. But again, I say this every cycle, and no one listens to me, even though I'm right every cycle. No one knew what a Barack Obama was in, in May of 2007. 
Nobody knew what a Mike Huckabee was in May of 2007. No one knew what a Ted Cruz was in May of 2015. This process has not even started here. And, and it does, anybody's opinion that's being asked what they think, who doesn't live in Iowa and New Hampshire, it doesn't, or the ability to directly influence what people in Iowa and New Hampshire think, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. End of speech. I will sell because of the short order aspect of things. And, and also as it applies to what we've been talking about with Tucker, there is just a need for the same reasons to kneecap DeSantis by forces on the right as there is to go after Tucker. They, they don't want him. They don't like his uh, independence of thought. And I don't mean radical ideological independence. I mean, like, I'm a guy. I feel it's my duty, my responsibility to ascertain the truth, let iron sharpen iron, and then I'm going to make a decision. But that's way too much John Wayne for most people. It's like, be part of the tribe, do the right thing, decorum, all that stuff. So it won't happen in short order because that, it's going to be that hard for DeSantis. It's going to take some time to overcome that. All right, next up we go to Mr. Excuse Me. Fox News will effectively keep Tucker off the air for on any network for the next few months at least. Sell. Sell. I mean, in fact, I I think the I think the reason he put that video out on Twitter is he was testing it as a platform. I mean, just interviewed one of the last interviews he did on a show before he got canned was Elon Musk. You just saw Matt Walsh got demonetized at YouTube, move his show to uh, to Twitter. Um, my, I think Tucker was testing Twitter. Yeah. Why do I have to sign with a Blaze, sign with a Daily Wire? I don't have to sign with anybody. I'm Tucker. I just communicate directly to people. I just need a, a platform with the capacity to handle that level of message. And I think that was a, a, a test mechanism of Twitter as that platform. Correct. Next, we go to Greg Chisholm, who says the military is secretly in control. Trump is still our president. Um, this is some kind of parody. This is a parody, right? This isn't real. I hope. I mean, I, I just, I have to assume. I'm, I'm going to buy this because I have to assume it's a troll. <laughs> All right. I, in fact, I need to. I need to. So I'm going to. Um... And uh, I'm going to throw hermeneutics out now and just go with what I am emotionally what I need to be accurate and true. So I'm going to buy it because I just need to believe this. You're trolling us. So thank you. I mean, I agree with you on the first part, but I'm going to I got to sell with the second part. So next we go to Jeff Sheritz, who says Donald Trump's only doing the CNN town hall because he believes he won't be challenged on his covid lockdowns and vaccine stance. Uh, I'll sell. I don't, I don't think it's the only reason he did this all in 2016, but I I think he understands he won't get challenged there. Well, and if he does, they'll challenge him from the opposite direction and he'll be able to say, you know, well, we reopened when it was responsible. We locked down at first to save lives and then we reopened so it wouldn't devastate the country. I mean, it's, you know, he doesn't lose anything by going on there. He loses nothing. Um, He's not. Who's the governor of Virginia that went on there and uh, and soiled himself on the train? Yunkin. Yunkin. Uh, All right, Donald Trump, uh, and, and and you know, y- you may have liked voting for Glenn Yunkin more, but in terms of testosterone levels, the testosterone level between Donald Trump and Glenn Yunkin is as wide as from the east into the west. 
All right. So there's no shot he will go on there and lose anything. None. So and his he this is actually a smart play for him. His he's at his best triangulating off of the media everybody yeah. hates. And right now, what media outlet does America hate yeah. more than CNN? What's the over under on how many times he says fake news to CNN's face and everybody goes, "Yeah." Exactly. Exactly. Or or makes some snide comment like maybe you guys guys fired Don Lemon, maybe you're coming back. I hope I, I'm rooting for you. I mean, that kind of stuff. This is, dude, this is right in his wheelhouse. This is Ted Williams taking BP, guys. Okay? He should do CNN town halls every night if I was advising him. Just do them every night. Hour two is next. Back here at Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I'm Steve Dace here in Dallas, heading back home. Right after today's show, I'll pop in on my buddy uh, Chad Prather's program for a few minutes before then. So you can watch me over there, too, for a little bit. Uh, Todd and Aaron are back there in Iowa. I look forward to getting back home into my studio and then not being away from it for the foreseeable future. Because that's what I thought last week until I got called to this ministry meeting at the last minute that was very worthwhile for me to be at. But hoping I don't get any more worthwhile calls for a while. <laughs> I kind of like just to settle back in at home. Uh, you can let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, and Gab. Follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Getter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can find me as well over on truth social at real steve dace there at real steve dace on truth social um also if you're a podcast listener we appreciate you so much you're one of the biggest reasons we got a a nice and uh, generous contract extension last year uh so uh, we'd like those those to continue to be uh, get extended and uh, even more generous in the future so please if you've yet to do this hit the subscribe or follow button for us give us a five-star review and thank you to all of you that have done those things for us already we appreciate each and every one of them we also appreciate anybody that's trying to build the necessary parallel economy that we need and one place thankfully where we've made great inroads is with a product we all need nowadays in modern America. That's our mobile phones. And so that's where you can now sign up with Patriot Mobile, America's really only, well, American, patriotic mobile phone company left. Uh, They take the profits you give them and don't turn them against you. They actually donate and support causes and the same values that you believe in as well. Right now, for the first time, they can offer you all three major networks of coverage and the ability to switch anytime you need. Uh, because you're in a part of your state or your city or even the country uh, where one uh, network is better than the other, you can make that switch if you're a member at Patriot Mobile anytime and for free with their coverage guarantee. When you go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve, you can also, by the way, uh, get uh, a free activation with the offer code Steve if you want to make the switch today. So a free activation with the offer code Steve at patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Or if this is simpler, you can call them right now if you're driving around can't get online, but you don't want to forget the the information, just call 878-PATRIOT. 878-PATRIOT. Get the free activation code at 878-PATRIOT with the offer code Steve. All right, let's return to more buy, sell, or hold. Aaron, fire away. 
We now go to Rocco Lucente, who says there will be no Republican primary debates, and ultimately that will not matter. Trump's lead is too big for it to move things, and many Republican voters will resent the attempt by the RNC to make Trump debate. This is why he's refusing to debate and will continue to do so. So, honestly, that, you know, I'm going to be nice and just sell. Next, we go to Kit. This segment should be changed to buy, sell, buy or sell, because Steve and Todd are not man enough to let Lindsey Graham hold them for one lonely night. <laughs> I'm going to have to be pretty lonely. I mean, I've had some tough nights recently, guys. Some pretty tough nights. All right. And never. I mean, I, I, I experienced some self-loathing thoughts, which even when I'm not suffering from 104-degree fever, as Todd and Aaron can tell you, I can get there pretty quick every, anyway. <laughs> right? Never once did I say, man, I would trade Lindsey Graham holding me tonight for this. I just, if I can get that low that I would even ponder it, Goodbye, cruel world. I don't want to live in this world anymore, so I'm selling. Wait, are you? Aren't we supposed to buy if we won't let him? Yes, buy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I had it wrong. Okay, it wrong. so my bad. All right, thank you, Todd. Dude, you I'm did me a solid you. right there, yeah. brother. Thank you. I'm buying. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate I, it. Thank whatever you. your definition yes. of man is, so am I. I'm not that. <laughs> buying it. Buying. Buy. I'm buying it twice. Buying it twice. Thank you. Yes. Holy smoke says. Roman Catholic co-directors of Nefarious Carrie Solomon and Chuck Konzelman, along with exorcist Father Carlos Martins, have steed closer to the Easter vigil than any other time in his faith journey. Sure. Bye. Oh, my gosh. You know how many emails I've gotten from your tribe telling me I'm, that, that they know I'm going to be a Catholic one day? Goodness. So, I, I, I'm... You're on Father. I'm, I'm just on, chill, man. You're on Father Stu's path. Uh, I'm just chill. I'm ch- I'm chill, man. I'm good. I'm good where I'm at. All right. Did I, you pray I like, about it? I'm not a joiner. I did. I'm <laughs> not a joiner, man. <laughs> and I'm good. All right. That's, I'm good. So I'm gonna sell. I'm not a joiner. <laughs> All right. See, the the old base was not totally. <laughs> Um, transcended in the hospital. There he is, folks. All right, you ready for this? Maybe if I had thought of it, maybe, may, hold on, maybe if I had thought of it first, I'd consider it. But now that everybody else is thinking of it, just out of spite, no. Yes. Sean Griffiths has another uh, list for us. Upcoming ad campaign. All right, here we go. Nike, All just right. tuck it. Of course. Oh, my. If we're starting off with that, this is going to be a doozy. I mean, yeah. I, I went and saw air while we were out, guys. It's really well acted, by the way. But it was almost like watching, a, 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 in, you know, a corporation's epitaph, like in memoriam. Like this corporation doesn't exist anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like people taking risks, you know. Uh, I mean, it just, it was like watching a Nike company that just doesn't exist anymore in the, in the, uh, you know, coming off uh, Nike going full tranny. It was kind of surreal to watch it. Next up, we've got Milk. It's um, a, a masculine-looking person breastfeeding a baby. Bye. Oh, my gosh. 
it's just these are this oh man chevy you want to be catholic now don't you dace (laughs) (laughs) chevy like a tranny yes like a tranny oh instead of like a rock like a truck good gillette the best a Uh, non-binary vegan pansexual lizard person can get didn't they already try to do this Excellent. I think so. In real life. Dunkin' Donuts America runs on trainees. Oh, gosh. Almond Joy. Almond Joy and Mounds. Sometimes you feel like having nuts and Mounds. (laughs) Marine Corps. I knew I knew where that was going as soon as you said the brand. I knew where that was going. Marine Corps, the few, the gay, the Marines. Ouch. Oh gosh, that's next week. That is next week. Are you kidding me? That is next week. That that one hurts considering. Yeah. My oldest I mean, daughter's it, dude, boyfriend it's, it's, just it's, became one. Dude, get ready for Semper Bye. <laughs> there it is. There it is. He's feeling the spirit. Uh, next up, we go to Chipper. Aaron Rodgers will not make it past the wild card round. You know, there's I've, I've learned I a lot buy from I mean, Steve and Aaron about value bets. I'll buy that on a value bet, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, when you look at the fact, if we were to rank the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, are all 10 of them in the AFC? I mean, I guess you got to put Jalen Hurts in there as, now as the league MVP. Okay, nine of them. You look at what are the, you look at what are the, in terms of the odds right now in the NFC, the other top teams in the, NF, in the NFC, here are their quarterbacks right now. So Jalen Hurts would be in the top 10 as quarterbacks. He won the MVP last year. All right. So then you have San Francisco right now doesn't know who their quarterback is going to be. Will it be Trey Lance? Uh, Brock Purdy sounds like he's not optimistic that that uh, elbow injury will be uh, will be ready to go for the season. So and you wouldn't rate him a top 10 quarterback in the NFL either. Anyway. All right. Who would be next? Um is Kirk Cousins a top 10 quarterback in the NFL? No. Is Jared Goff a top 10 quarterback in the NFL? No. Now, both of those guys have made Pro Bowls recently, but neither one would be considered a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Would you consider Dak Prescott a top 10 quarterback in the NFL? Maybe. Dak Prescott or Aaron Rodgers? Who would you rather have starting for your team? You'd, that'd probably be a good debate. All right. So if you want to be kind, you could throw Dak Prescott in there. And now you're, in, in, if we're being the most possibly generous, Seattle, they were a playoff team last year. Did got, uh, they did well in the offseason. You wouldn't consider Geno Smith a, um, a, a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Uh, the, the best quarterback in the, in the NFC South right now might be Derek Carr in New Orleans. You wouldn't consider him a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. So I, I, at best, or I should say at worst, eight of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL are in the AFC. So if you're telling me that because that that with that lined up, and we're not even including guys like Russell Wilson, who's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but not a top 10 quarterback in the NFL anymore. He's also in the AFC. We're not even counting guys like him. All right, so if you're telling me that at worst, eight of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL are in the AFC, and you're going to ask Aaron Rodgers to win two playoff games um, or be the number one seed... Yeah, I think that's a pretty good bet that that's not happening. Yeah, I agree. All right, next up, we go to D.S. Charlesworth, who says, The police, the band, are overrated. They essentially had one really good, great song, Every Breath You Take. The rest of their catalog is, at best, okay. Sell. I will sell. Uh, sell. I'm going to sell. 
that's not even, I don't even think that's their best song. I mean, it's their most famous song, but I mean, everything she does is to me the best police song. Followed closely by Don't Stand So Close to Me. And then I would put Every Breath You Take. So I, I mean, I don't think they're, you know, a, a top 20 or 30 band, but I don't think they're overrated either. And I don't even think that's their greatest song. So I'll sell. Uncommon Sense says something is going to drop soon about one of the liberal justices. That's why they're going so hard at Justice Thomas. Sell. They've been going at Justice Thomas yeah. since before I was Sell. born. Sell. Uh, I, now, I, you, know, I, you know what, though? I could, buy in the, I could buy that that might be the case. Because, all right, I'm going to buy, but, but not disagree with you, even though I took a different position. Here's why. Because the reason you guys are selling is correct. They have been going after Clarence Thomas since before, literally before Aaron was born. And he was nominated for the court in 1991. So literally two years before Aaron was born. The year I graduated from high school is when is, is, is they've been going after him ever since then. So I agree with you guys on a meta level. Let me just throw this in just to take the other side just for fun. The Supreme Court did vote nine to nothing against that ethics complaint. I could certainly see some of the other justices having being uh, being even more of an active activist than Clarence is being concerned. Well, dude, man, I don't want the other side coming after me with the level of activism I'm engaged in right now. So let's set this precedent right now. You see what I'm saying? That I could see. That I could see, even though I do agree with your larger point that this has been a ongoing over 30-year crusade, or jihad, maybe, is a better way of describing it. Yeah, sell. So, I mean, they go after him the same reason I just got done saying they go after Tucker uh, and DeSantis. But I don't, unless the leak a leaker is about to come out and it's one of them, even, even then, I don't think that they'd be triangulating this way. Only because, again, there's no consequences. So what we find out, where, what, what, we just, Aaron, we talked about this a lot yesterday. Where, I'm happy to have them happen. I'd almost be happy to have them to somebody on the right if it meant a trend. There needs to be real consequences for uh, bad behavior, but there, there won't be. So I don't know why they feel to put this pressure up to even the score. Next up, some call me Tim says Fox News is going to be largely ignored by the base after Tucker's departure. Sell. Sell. They're a bunch of old sixty-five-year-olds who. Yeah, now its base is dying. That's true. Uh, I I think I here's where we are. I I think we're in a place where someone like Tucker. I think the technology now is advanced enough and available enough that we're in a place that that Tucker can just do this completely on his own via something like uh, Twitter. I mean, for example, again, I'll just use my own example. Probably the Blaze hates me when I do this, but oh well. I mean, when we were discussing my own extension last year, I just openly said to my management, because you guys know I'm really great at promoting myself. I just openly said to to Gaston here, I'm like, well, guys, I don't really have much leverage here. I mean, there's there aren't too many platforms bigger than the Blaze, number one. And I'm not sure the the couple of them that are bigger, would they let me be as honest as you guys are? You know, so I almost feel like I'm negotiating against myself. And one of the things that Gaston pointed out to me goes, well, actually, the technology has advanced enough now and you have developed enough of an audience. You could do this independently now if you want. So we our job is to make the case that the, the benefit of being aligned with us 
uh, that th that both takes things off your plate and then protects you by being part of a larger network um, is 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 enough consideration for you to stay aligned with us. Well, I bring that up in the context of this conversation because if 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 someone with a top 15 podcast on the right like me has enough of a following that today's technology it makes it possible for us to do this completely direct to consumer independently. My goodness, what is somebody's with then what does that present with somebody of Tucker's following? You see what I'm trying to say? Okay, yeah. I mean if we could if 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 they if if Gaston thought it was possible, now of course you go out on your own, that means when you're facing censorship, you're just you're on your own, right? But if he thought we had enough that we had enough of a following that that would be a temptation, what does the following Tucker has present? So I think we're at a place now where the technology is advanced and accessible enough that people can just do this digitally completely on their own, particularly with the size of following that Tucker has. We are not yet, though, on the other end, ready to completely kill linear television. It's dying. It will not be resurrected by and large. It's just not dead yet. But Fox's audience is dying. I mean... You're, the average Fox News viewer for several years now has been 68 and a half years old. It'd be, it'd be refreshing if most of our audience felt the way this person did. But also, again, think about how programmed a lot of people are. Whatever time of night, 6 p.m., 7 p.m., they turn on that TV, they sit in their chair and watch Fox News for the next three hours. There's a lot of people who do that. You just have to realize they exist. They do. They, they also are on Social Security, every single yeah. one of them, yeah. almost. Yeah, but, but you're right. All right, before we move on, speaking of uh, being deprogrammed, our friends at Freedom Project Academy, Freedom Project Education, they want to help just with that. Um, they have absolutely mastered um, online learning with classical learning styles, Judeo-Christian values. I've got a lot of experience with them. My own son Noah was in Freedom Project Academy for a couple of years. Uh, I know Dr. Duke Pesta and the people that started the school as well. Uh, we got to know each other. We were co-combatants uh, against uh, Common Core a decade ago, and they rolled that right into the creation of Freedom Project Academy. So if you're one of those people looking for options for your child, to get them away from the government indoctrination, you can save 10% on tuition when you enroll today at freedomforschool.com. That's the, the preposition, not the number. Freedom, F-O-R, freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. At the very least, go there right now. And you can watch some videos about the school, their courses, request a free information pack, packet and see if it's right for you at freedomforschool.com. Have your kid learn mastery of subject matter, not left-wing indoctrination. Uh, let them be taught or her, uh, let him or her be taught how to think, not what to think. When you go to freedomforschool.com, again, freedom, F-O-R, freedomforschool.com. Next up is M.K. Caden, who has this. It is worth the time to confront those still wearing masks. He had some context. He lives in San Antonio. Only the only people he sees wearing masks are in their 20s or over 70 years old. Can't believe people are still doing so after three years. Buy, sell, or hold. It's worth uh, confronting. I, w I, I will buy, but I would do so um, at this point. It's... It's a psychosis. It, it, these, are, these people need delivered. It, this, this, this is the equivalent of if you were a first century Christian living in Ephesus, people walking around with Diana idols, Artemis idols, convinced that if they just idled harder, 
the the harvest would be stronger this year. Their wife would get pregnant this year. It's a psychosis. It's a cult. And so I I would I I love what Steve Kirsch has done. Now, aren't a lot of us as wealthy as Steve to to do this? But if you guys have seen what he does, he gets on planes and literally offers people. I think it starts at a thousand dollars, right? Goes to ten thousand. Up to $100,000 offers people to take the mask off on the plane. Um, ask a simple question. Why are you wearing that? Just ask why. It, it's po- it is possible. You want to make sure you don't run into somebody who literally is concerned about some infection or something they have. Or they're severely asthmatic and maybe it's a bad air day. I, I remember growing up in Southern California. The smog would be so bad some days. That I literally could not go play outside. They they would have smog alerts. You can't go play outside. Yeah, in, in Florida, I I, I, I you know I, my asthma really was bad, and we lived there. And the the pollen would be so high in the air, I could not play outside someday. So that's rare, right? Want to make sure though that there's not a legit reason. So I'd ask why. But but overall, I'll buy. Yeah. Overall, what do you think, I'll uh, buy as well. I, I don't think I'd, uh, you know, a lot of these people may be prone to wanting to confront you for other reasons, and then it's all in. But, you know, people are, if they're just walking the earth um, at this point, there's there's very little likelihood of getting anywhere with them for the reasons, the cultish reasons Steve said. Next up, Master Jedi Patriot has this. It's probably just a coincidence that Steve has conveniently missed the last two Tuesdays that Anna has tortured Aaron and Todd with TikToks. In other words, buy, sell, or hold. The massive, deadly bacterial infection, subsequent hospital stay, and scheduling aberration were all one massive ruse that Steve concocted to get out of being tortured <laughs> with TikToks. Did, did she really bring you guys TikToks the yeah. last two weeks? Really? The last two Tuesdays. I was not was, aware of yeah. it. Of course. Of course you weren't. Of course. Well, you know what? That's 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 my princess right there. Chip off the old block. She knew. She knew. I'm not. I cannot possibly bring this into the presence of the old man. So let me uh, let me let me torture his associates with them. So uh, I believe me. I wish it was that sort of a nefarious plot. I would much prefer that over the the actual reasons I missed most of that time. Uh, but uh, as much as I love the suggestion, I have to sell. It's not true. Yeah, it's it is just a coincidence. He would not, no. You you do not understand the intricacies of Steve Dace if you think he would go to those lengths for that. He would absolutely rather endure a TikTok video. Next up, yes. for whatever reason, this week I got five or six of these types of submissions, basically saying the same thing. I chose this one from Sweet Freedom. The Democrats already have a plan in place to rig the 2024 election. Buy. Well, I, I would buy because they, they they got away with rigging the last one. Just do it again. Now, here's the thing, and I want to remind everybody of this. Um, it is not as easy to move multiple points of of votes as you think it is. Um, let me, let me Google right now as we're talking about this swing state margins, 2020. Okay. Um, let 
how close were those were those states okay and uh all right look at georgia georgia was less than 30,000 or less than uh, 13 or was less than 15,000 votes um you look at um where's the margin at here on this chart all right here we go dem margin North or or in um, Nevada, Democrats won that by two point four percent. Wisconsin zero point six percent. Georgia zero point two percent. Arizona zero point three percent. Now now keep those keep those numbers in mind when I say this to you. How many days of ballot harvesting? Pennsylvania one point two percent, the most notorious state maybe of them all. How many days of ballot harvesting did they have to do to even eke out those kinds of margins in all of these places? There absolutely is. Now, if there's not, if I'm wrong, then at that point in time, you stop. It's not even a talking point. Literally dissolve the country. Literally. I mean, if you can, if you can cheat four or five points, hell, three, four or five points. The amount of votes it takes to move three, four, five points after the vote's been taken is beyond extraordinary. All right, in in these in these battleground states, there were in the fifteen battlegrounds in two thousand twenty, there were sixty four million votes cast to move three, four, and five points in those elections is not even herculean herculean it's it's cosmic it's the stuff of thus speaketh zarahustra i mean we we saw the most blatant ballot harvesting election rigging operation in modern american history in this last presidential election and it often produced margins of 1.2 percent or lower there's absolutely a margin of cheating you're just going to have to win by more. And as much as I hate the electability argument, this is one time that I'm going to approve it because the truth of the matter is there really isn't that much difference between Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis in terms of the positions they're going to take on the issues. You might be a person that thinks... Um, I, don't, I, don't, I just think Ron, you might be one of those Trump people that thinks Ron DeSantis just did all that stuff uh, to lie to us and to block Trump from winning again uh, so he can be a proxy for Jeb Bush. You might be one of those DeSantis people who says, well, Don DeSantis has actually done the stuff that Trump has only tweeted about. But they're, they're largely saying the same things on virtually every issue. Right now, there's more clarity in Ron DeSantis's abortion position than Donald Trump's. But Donald Trump's also the guy that overturned Roe v. Wade. And you guys know what I think about... You know what I think about that. I don't. All right? So, um, there's not... They're, 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 they're ba- basically, they're two guys from the, largely the same wing of, the, of our movement. And so, in this case, I do think 
And it's, and, and it's also very obvious that one of those two guys is going to be the nominee. They're way out ahead of everybody else in every, forget polls, in every possible resource. Name ID, support, activists, organization, record, every, every other metric that matters other than con- contrived polls. They're way ahead of everybody else. So I actually do think in this case, this is a unique circumstance in a primary with two guys. They're going to largely promise all the same things. To ask yourself, who is more likely to win enough voters to overcome the margin of cheating. You're basically going to have to meet, you're going to have to win these states now by three, four, five points. I do think that's an argument that ought to be had as we, as we get more into the primary once DeSantis gets into the race. But it is not, it, 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 if they're in a position where they can literally just Vladimir Putin stuff, Hugo Chavez stuff in the open, well then, man, we all know what comes next, and I just can't say it because it'll get everybody banned, okay? I, I, I don't believe we're there yet. Maybe in this next election, we'll see that. I hope not. Pray not. But think of how much cheating they did in this last election to produce wins that were often of, of 0.3% or less in many of the states that mattered. Trying to move three, four, or five points of votes, when we're talking about millions of votes, it's not as simple as everybody says it is. But in order to make it that way, that's the important point about this. Even, e- even if they thought they couldn't win this next election, with, which they don't think, but they have to make cheating normative and beyond consequence. And they're on their way to doing Correct. that. They're not going to stop point. and just say, point. wait, not yeah. this time. We're not going to risk it. No, they, they wanted to make it beyond risk and they're succeeding. One more, finally. That's a good point. Eric Hollister. Yeah. We can still count on a Lindsey Graham dig every Friday afternoon. Uh, bye. bye. Or at least once a week. This segment or on, uh, on the day script. At least one, that, that's, that's my ongoing pledge to you. Uh, to finish the race. I and like Lindsey it. Graham loves a man who can finish. I like it. That's it for uh, this segment. We'll have more on uh, overtime for buy, sell, or hold. It's a hill Steve would die on. All right, so a little. Yes, I will. I'm willing to die on that hill. Other men have died on that hill as well, just for completely (laughs) different reasons. (laughs) I'm sorry. All right, um, coming up. (laughs) That was was not good. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was bad. That was very bad. Um, You know what? I'll stop. Daniel Horowitz is next. All right, back here on the Steve Day Show. I am in Dallas. Todd and Aaron are in Des Moines. I'll be there later today and then hopefully for the foreseeable future. Uh, we'll get to our good buddy, the prophet of woe and lamentation himself, Daniel Horowitz, right after I tell you, though, about our friends over at My Patriot Supply with all the danger out there in today's world. Many Americans concerned about the very real possibility that uh, we could get Thanos snapped. I'm, I'm sure they were very interested over in Tehran, Pyongyang, Beijing, Moscow, that uh, Navy has hired a... Uh, a pedo drag a groomer uh, perv as their latest uh, recruitment figure, just as an example. That's the stuff of late Republic nonsense. Make sure you're prepared. With the nation's largest preparedness company, 
Right now, they're offering a very special deal when you buy their three-month emergency food kit that lasts for up to 25 years with proper storage. Uh, With each kit you order, you'll receive a bonus package of crucial survival gear that's worth over $200 for free. The three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply, breakfast, lunch, dinner, even drinks and snacks, the full complement of the 2,000-plus calories that you need every day. Uh, just so you know, should it let's go, Brandon, all the way down to the bottom of the rabbit hole, you are prepared with your emergency food and your free survival gear worth over 200 bucks. when you go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Again, head over to MyPatriotSupply.com. And without further ado, here he is, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation back here on the program. It is good to see you again, my friend, Daniel Horowitz. How are you? I'm doing all right, Steve. Thank God. It's good to see you back in action. It is It is good to be seen. Thank you very much. All right. I want to get into the, the piece that you wrote today uh, here at The Blaze. But before we do, I'm going to give you a form because... Um, I actually got asked to have Vivek Ramaswamy back on the show last week, but we were off last week, so I couldn't do it. So I'm sure we will have him back again here soon. And what I would like is I'm going to give you two minutes. And I want you to give me what are the chief concerns, criticisms you have of his candidacy and him as a candidate. And I want to play it for him next time I have him on and get his response. All right. So I'm going to give you the form. You say whatever you want. We're actually running a poll on Vivek. Uh, I didn't get a chance to listen yet, but I saw that uh, Todd and Aaron uh, brought the pain on poor Vivek yesterday, and I thought, what's our audience think? Are we pronouncing judgment maybe a little too early? So we're running a poll on that on my Twitter feed right now at Steve Day Show. I know that you both publicly and privately in our conversations have not been impressed. So I want you to make your case. I'm going to give you two minutes Enough for you to, to make a, a case that, uh, and then it, it doesn't belabor the point, that gives him something to respond to. Ready? The floor is yours. So like everyone else, I never heard of Vivek until about two months ago. He came on the scene, started saying a lot of things that you and I agree with, had nothing against him. And I said, hey, it's good. Give this man a forum. And indeed, he was pretty much uh, promoted on every Fox show, every conservative talk radio show. But then we started noticing two things. He would never touch the vaccines and he would never touch Trump. And those are two independent things, although they do kind of conjoin. And those are kind of the 800 pound gorillas in the room in terms of influencers on our side, as well as issues on our side. So as it relates to Trump, I've never seen such a lack of rationale for a candidacy as Vivek's. This is the first time in modern history we've had a de facto incumbent without having an incumbent. In other words, typically you have an incumbent uh, who's running for re-election as president, so then obviously there's token opposition, no opposition, there's no primary. In this case, there is, but Trump is essentially the status quo. The polls show him way ahead. He has a lot of support. Most people would love to go back to Trump over Biden. He is the man. Vivek has had nothing but praise for Trump has never said why he's running. He seems to like Trump. He hates DeSantis. It's as if DeSantis is the status quo. And it's as if nothing he's done in Florida matters. So why is he running? Just step aside and let Trump run. The other thing is he offers every single piece of red meat you can imagine to the base on every issue. And he, by the way, claims that he is the 
originator of those views, which is bizarre because every one of them we've been talking about and writing about for over a decade. But that's fine. I mean, it just don't don't claim credit for it um, and then say everyone else is plagiarizing you. But the one thing he won't touch is the vaccine. And this is important because his background is in pharmaceuticals. He was never elected to anything. So it's important we look at his background. As late as January 2022, he was saying social distancing and masking worked and was promoting the vaccine. And then to this day, uh, even when he's been given an opportunity to divulge his opinion on it, he refuses to talk about it. So that obviously gives us pause as to his background in pharmaceuticals. Is he for the Pfizer agenda? Is he for the mass vaccination agenda? Um, and I would just say one more thing on that, Steve, and I know I'm past my two minutes, but look, this is important. It's very easy not to be elected to anything. You and I are unelected. We could say anything we want. It's another thing to govern, to actually do things. We have heard candidates say great things forever. In fact, most of the time they do, including people you and I have supported, and then they disappointed us. What you need is someone who actually implemented these things. What I find interesting is that without any of the pressure to have to govern, when all he needs to do is do base pleasing, as late as January 2022, he was promoting all the things we didn't like on COVID. That is very late into the ballgame and very hard to overlook. All right. I pause there, Aaron, so that you've got an edit. All right. You to grab that clip, there. and the next time we have Vivek on, uh, we, we, we bring Vivek on. I'm just going to play Daniel's clip and say, the rest of the time is yours to respond to what he has to say, and then we'll see what he has to say. There is a story out today, by the way. Um, I want to make sure I get it exactly correct. I, I saw this during the program. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but Mediaite is claiming that uh, Vivek Ramaswamy paid to have um, his Soros Fellowship from 2011 and his COVID-era role in the state of Ohio scrubbed from the Wikipedia, his Wikipedia page. And the guy who says he did it for him and was paid to do it is the one who actually then uh, mentioned it uh, to Mediaite. So if you guys know this show, you know, I, I thought that uh, um, I, I thought De the, the, the aptly named DeWine was one of the worst COVID governors in the United States of America. Yes. Certainly the worst Republican COVID governor. Uh, certainly the worst Republican one. Uh, and on the Soros thing and the fellowship thing, he's 37. Yeah. A lot can change in your at that age. Absolutely. I mean, if you if, if you if you would have told me ten years ago, I'm I'm going to be fifty this year. If you'd have told me ten years ago, I would be doing shows applauding Donald Trump, saying that as president he would confiscate the endowments of universities. I'd say no way. That's I, we don't want that kind of power. It would revert on us. That kind of that goes too far in the social compact. Well, ten years later, we don't have a social compact. And now these universities are just taking our money and mainlining evil. So you bet your rear end I'm in favor of Donald Trump saying he did, he'd seize their endowments. I'd like to seize them now, in fact. All right? Well, and so I think we like have to Naomi allow... Wolf. That's another great example. We have to allow my, my views, yeah. or at least the links in which I'm... My worldview hasn't changed, but the links in which I was willing to aggressively apply it. And align myself, and who I was willing to align myself to that end has certainly evolved the last few years in response to the level of radicalism in the country. And so I'm not going to fault too much a guy who at 27 sure. flirted with Soros leftism. And then, and, and you know, I'll give Vivek credit for this. 
and I I was I beat him up pretty good on the show here a couple weeks ago too on the DeSantis stuff. He's got nothing to gain if he's a total fraud. There's nothing to gain by by what happened with Chuck Todd this past weekend, or um, what was the other one? Um, there was another one I can't remember. Okay, no, on the you, on the gender stuff and the other stuff. You establish an audience. Go ahead, You're, if, 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 if Steve. You don't need 51% to win. He's not trying to win because he's not trying to inveigh against the man you're trying to win against. In fact, he steps around him when his issue sets come to the forefront. Disney is the Super Bowl of his issue. Because remember, ESG was his fight. No one thought of it before him. So Disney is the Super Bowl of it. He still dumps on DeSantis. And then Trump sides with Disney. No problem with that. Then yesterday we had the debate thing where Maggie Haberman, who is Trump's stenographer, uh, comes out and says he's likely not going to participate in some or all of the GOP debates. And he and Vivek puts out, you know, Biden is a coward for not debating with RFK. Dude, this is your primary. And this is the guy. I mean, why are you running? You can't dance around it. So then when you layer back. Your, your, your point. Your, pardon me. Your, your, yeah. Your your point, if you're that favorable towards Trump and he's in the race, why run? Fine. I mean, you don't think Ron DeSantis? You don't like Ron DeSantis? You don't think he's a, you think he's a phony? Cool. But then, if you think Trump is great, then why are you running? Then I don't. Why that, are that's you a, that is a very good point. But but I'll yeah. tell you what what. So to answer what he has to benefit is what everyone in our industry is. It's an industry, not a movement. It's not about outcomes. It's not about achieving the best outcome in an election, in a policy issue, in a legislative session. It's about me growing a brand. And what's the best brand to grow? Give constant red meat to the base. Don't ever touch Trump, okay? Because you have nothing to gain and everything to lose from that. And uh, say everything the base wants except for a couple things that are untouchable in your industry like vaccines i mean it reeks of it and then you start layering back to yeah where did he come from when have we ever had a guy that suddenly becomes the arbiter of every issue on every talk show host was never elected to anything but it's not like he has a ben carson type of legacy or a trump type of notoriety right um it just no his legacy actually is he resigned from his his legacy is that he actually takes credit for resigning from his own corporation um, because he didn't to go fight for he already had a he, he allowed this to in, in, invade his own corporation and resign from it to go fight it from invading other. It is kind of it is weird. Yeah. It, it's a weird it thing. I mean, weird. you you were you you were in charge of a seven hundred million dollar company. You, had, you already had a platform to fight for this. Why'd you let it infest your own company and then resign from it to go? So it is, yep. it's odd. I agree. Okay. All right. You've got, I'm going to give you another three minutes now. Um, outstanding piece over at the blaze today talking about why red states aren't red. And you've, you've done this piece in various iterations numerous times. Cause unfortunately there's been numerous reasons to do it, but, but the, this is a different uh, way that, that you, you lay this point out talking about what's happened in Minnesota, where dem- right after Democrats got total control and they turned it into California in 10 minutes. And then what's going on with the right and Disney? Nikki Haley saying while I was off last week, inviting uh, Disney to South Carolina. What does it say? that By the way, if you're, a, if you're a conservative in South Carolina, your governor literally just said you're a fake red state. Or your former governor literally just said that. We don't really mean it here. Come here and groom our kids. Do whatever you want. Okay. But, but you connected these dots better than I just did. So go for it. The single biggest problem we have is that half the country could never vote for a Democrat, yet those states aren't really red. I mean, even Politico recently noted, 
And they observed like, yeah, there's these super majorities. They could do so much there. And then again, you see the contrast to Minnesota. The second they have a one seat majority in the Senate, boom, full California trannyism, abortion on demand at every stage, um, you know, driver's licenses for illegals, automatic registration, felons voting, every single thing, kind of the reverse DeSantis, mm -hmm. what you're seeing in Florida this week. And I'm like, why is this not happening? This is the most important thing for us to do right now, because you would have a Noah's Ark in half the country, regardless of what happens at the federal level. The reason is people think, oh, you're a rhino, you're a fraud. Oh, I guess he was a fraud. It's short-sighted because then we'll just look for a guy who's not a fraud. But what I'm saying is, most people, even the people you and I support, they get in there and there's a certain reality. The state is overpowered by the biggest employer in the state. Usually it's the healthcare cartel, like Sanford Health mm -hmm, and the Dakotas, mm -hmm. um, which is why we have the tranny problems and which is why we have the medical freedom problems. And we can't gain traction on medical freedom in almost any state. It is, it's not left or right or globalist even or this or that. It's just they control the state. Walmart, Tyson's, and J.B. Hunt control Arkansas. This is why the DeSantis-Disney fight is so important. People don't understand the context of it. The reason red states aren't red is because the biggest employers in the state are able to engage on policy and scare Republicans away from doing anything we want to do. And what he is doing is creating a deterrent. Everyone's like, you won already. You know, quit while you're ahead. He is trying to make a deterrent against anyone else getting involved so we level the playing field and make the state red. To me, this is more important than Ron DeSantis being president or if you like Trump, Trump being president. If you would have every red state operate like that, it would largely make the need for the presidential election moot. Great stuff, my friend, as always. Thank you very much. Take care. We'll see you. All right. We'll see you. That's uh, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation himself, Daniel Horowitz. You know, everybody deals with pain from time to time. It's a, unfortunately a, a part of life, especially as we get older. Uh, and if you're dealing with, with consistent physical pain, there's two reasons why. Um, you know, so like my wife's situation right now, it turns out, by the way, her meniscus was great wasn't torn it's bone spurs from having an arthritic knee for too many years and you know now she's got been doing pilates getting active getting healthier and that arthritis really kicked into gear so she's got both clinical and chronic right and so clinically she's got to go get a knee scope get cleaned up get those bone spurs out of there that's the first step so she needs professional medical help for the clinical cause of her pain but then after that there's going to be the chronic cause dealing with the arthritis and so we're going to start her on relief factor to try to get rid of, the, uh, you know, some of those inflammations uh, in that in that knee area, in those joints, and that's what that's what Relief Factor does. It goes after on the chronic level the inflammation that's responsible for your chronic pain, uh, and you can find out why about seventy percent of the people who try the three week, uh, you know, uh, starter kit end up sticking with. Uh, relief factor as a regimen because of the results that they see in three weeks or less and it's just 20 bucks to try it for three weeks or less right now uh, when you go to relieffactor.com that's relieffactor.com or you can call them at 800 for relief that's the number four 800 for relief or relieffactor.com gentlemen any thoughts on the conversation we just had with daniel before we get out of here yeah, that, I thought that was vital analysis of Vivek because it it it's true. This is his issue. So it's it's not that he's 
too dumb or too inexperienced to know what time it is on this issue. I think the worst issue is that he does know what time it is, but he's choosing to be on the opposite of, of the clock as we are. Daniel's analysis of these corporate structures within these towns is exactly right and not addressing it is malfeasance. Yeah, it's just would love somebody and, and there's the argument that maybe he can be a vehicle. The package that he comes in maybe can be a vehicle for us in the future. Why then is his first move into this in first foray into politics running for the highest office in the land? Yeah. I, I that just doesn't make sense to me. Something is off. It was Trump, off it, with this. It was Trump's first it was Trump's first foray too though, remember? He did the same thing. But he also wasn't 37 years old. I get it. Trump and All right, we're going to stick around. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. I know. I hear you. Uh, we'll stick around, do some bonus buy, sell, or hold for Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash days. For the rest of you, see you tomorrow. John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.